Welcome back to our fifth episode of Dice Weave, or fifth session at least. Uh, last you left off, you had arrived on Ilium and had some trouble with customs, but then were bailed out by an unknown entity and went to a casino by the name of the Fortune's Circus, where Kane had a clandestine meeting in a video game machine. This casino felt more like a Dave and Buster's than a casino, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what? I don't know what that is. It's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Oh, gosh. Last we left you, you were running up a tab at the table uh, with a bunch of ice cream sundaes, I think. I was mad at Kane. You all, uh, one of the things that you got some info about was you have a meeting with a business head, Thralia Aureus, tomorrow, uh, currently at 2.30. And other than that, uh, if we want to finish out the night or if we want to skip to the morning, there'll be stuff that we can do. I feel like skipping ahead probably makes the most sense. Yeah, let's just skip ahead to the next morning. Okay. So you wake up in your modestly lavish room. What is... I want one thing about this room from each of you, unless we would just want to ignore it. I don't know. It probably has a lot of dumb abstract paintings, like most hotel rooms. <laughs> it has one of those those uh, like big wall-length blinds that you open with a little remote. <laughs> it like, opens up to see the window. It has like a little refreshment bar with... Just, just arbitrarily. With like, clearly what are the cheapest... Re- the like, cheapest refreshments, like, random, like, uh, the uh, space equivalent of like, M&Ms and like, just g- gas station peanuts, but they're all like... They're like affixed to this uh, clearly electronic platform, whereas if you so much as move them, touch them, an exorbitant amount of money is instantly subtracted from that stupid debt app. <laughs> yeah, the FU. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody touched the minibar. I think Liam is having a good time messing with the blinds. <laughs> When Kane says we shouldn't touch the minibar, I go and sit as close to it possible and, like, put my hand towards it, but don't actually touch it. <laughs> I feel uh, like that might incriminate you anyway. <laughs> it's just a motion sensor. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Uh, so it is morning, and you have a bit of time and you actually get a, there's a card on the floor, like a, a fancy little paper card, kind of, not like embroidered, but it's it's a, a it's pretty stationary. Slipped under the door, folded, if anyone picks it up. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to just unfold it right now. Okay. What's it say? The, the meeting with Thralia has been pushed to five o'clock. So you now have even more time. All right. Uh, out of character. It's been a minute. Would I? Would Ozzy know who uh, Thralia is? Uh, yeah, I think I would have filled them in on what happened. <laughs> All right. In that case, um, I'm just going to read the note and then 
just going to pass it to Kane. So, are there any more secret meetings you wish to undertake before our meeting? This one wonders what what uh, Citadel Agency was in the uh, was in that machine with the uh, rodent and the haps and the ball. Perhaps this one could investigate. <laughs> Well, it doesn't exactly work that way, but you're welcome to play games if you want. We've got a few more hours, so we can kill some time. I think it's like 10 a.m. probably. So you, you've got plenty of time. You could even go hunting for... I mean, you could go see the sights of the city. You could go hunting for some um, info brokers. Ask around. You could... I want to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we have to end being on this planet with some kind of elaborate heist. But we'll see about that later. I don't know how to hack, or I would probably just be spending time trying to hack the minibar so that it doesn't immediately give you, like, (laughs) funds for it, but... You do know a hacker, but you might be able to jigger something engineering-wise, but it would be a lot trickier... I have some hacking skills. And you wouldn't be able to touch... Kane, I want (laughs) M&M's! All right, You owe me one. Look, the Citadel is paying for everything, and I don't want to run up too high a tab, so... I'm just going to pull out my Omni tool and see what I can do. They're they're kind of... they're, They're paying for this place... Um, there's a, there's a limit. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, do you do you want to hack the, the vending machine? <laughs> hack the vending machine. Oh, God. Uh, let me whip up a hacking encounter real quick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, so first off, you're going to need to make. Uh, this is a small thing, so it's going to be a an easy ch- hack computers check or hack whatever the skill is in this setting to access it and you said easy so that's one purple yes it's just a vending machine you're not fighting the vending machine yet three successes nice i'm in (laughs) all right you you get into this uh computer and this vending machine and you see a few different things you see a sentinel program in the way of a gate. The gate is a bit weaker. It's The gate is two, the sentinel is three, and then behind that is the financial sensor system, or basically the, it's basically the communications part of it. There's also a vending system, which is just behind a, gate one and i think that's it okay uh let's try and get through the first gate and see if i can do that you've got the communications and the vending they're separate uh subsystems and then vending is has the gate thing and the communications has the sentinel and then a gate Oh, the sentinel's in front of... Okay, uh, I'll do the sentinel then and see if I can get past it. All right. Just so you remember, uh, if you mess this up, it could be bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Joy. So your goal here 
it, you're going to make an average computer's check, and you're trying to get three successes. That's one success. Anything else? Nope, just one success. You get a trace on you, and a signal has gone out to a system operator, so uh, you don't have as much time to do this, but you can try again, or just skip it. All right, I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to go for the gate in front of the vending system. <laughs> Since that's a little easier. All right. Average. Oh, come on. Now I get three successes and one threat. <laughs> Should have kept going with the Sentinel. Excellent. Uh, anyway, I get through it <laughs> very easily. All right. You get into the vending subsystem. However, it's not well organized. Like the computer understands it and it can track like how to get in there but it's not organized for a person's brain so it's to if you want to actually find the m&m's thing you might miss <laughs> i'm just i'm visualizing this as like 90s cyberpunk style like net diving and there's just this like elaborate mess of like corporate logos that represent all of the different items and i have to try and figure out which one to get yep uh anyway uh all right uh, i will try to find or try to aim for the m&ms and see what comes out okay i think uh make an easy perception check Maybe just do computers. Yeah, let's just do computers again. One success, one advantage, and one triumph. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> um, oh, that's the good shit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so not only do you successfully navigate to the M&M's folder, but you release all of them. <laughs> All of them come pouring out of this machine. <laughs> so now you have a pile of like 50 M&M packets. Okay, I forgive you. And with that, I am going to get out of the system before the trace can find me. <laughs> yep. Uh, as, you, as you're backing out of the system, you can see like a little thing trying to find you, like a notification that some operator has logged in and then you're out. <laughs> Congrats on your first hacking encounter. <laughs> you got like a whole yeah! bunch of. MS. I'm just going to. I'm just going to pick up. Uh, Ozzy's just going to uh, pick up some of the M and M's with his telekinetic powers and. Be like, Is this what it is like to commit a crime? Marvelous. <laughs> I like it. Yo, Liam. And I throw like a pack of M and M's at each of them. You know, well, these were invented on Earth by the humans. Which means they probably have, like, drugs in them or something. This, uh, they're mostly sugar. So drugs, right? Drugs. <laughs> this one understands. To coat sugar in a different kind of sugar, only humans would be able to perfect that level of pure redundancy. It's a map. <laughs> D- uh, Des carefully with their big clawed fingers. Or, uh, she opens She opens it up and pulls one out just so carefully, puts it in her mouth, and her eyes light up. Mm. Oh, no. This is... I was not expecting this. This is delicious. More. <laughs> she goes over and grab, just scoops up like... Ten. 
<laughs> Alright, Kane, you've made up for your failures. <laughs> What's the plan? Well, the plan was to go have a meeting at 2.30, but that got pushed back. So, we got some time to kill. We could go... Watch go... all the rest of your movies. <laughs> we could watch some movies, I guess, if that's what you want to do. Uh, we could go find the Shadow Brokers, like, figure out where they're operating, maybe get some info. Uh, but really, what it comes down to is we could do whatever you want until 5. Can we use the M&M's as currency? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that would functionally be barter and very <laughs> <Yeah>. situational. <laughs> Is there anyone anywhere in this planet that this one could send without emptying its entire life savings? Do, do I know that? Uh, you can... Do they charge you for walking around? No, they don't. <laughs> okay. uh, you, you can easily identify that from looking at your FU that it doesn't charge you for walk, just existing. However there are some places that might have notifications that pop up that might charge you for being there, such as a public park. And by public, I mean not really that public. I fucking hate this place. <laughs> this planet sucks. It, it really does. <laughs> uh, is not a fan. <laughs> what, what are you interested in doing? I can pull stuff out of my butt. I have some things planned, but... It depends on when you go to those things. Uh, what is in the immediate area around the casino hotel? Well, so there's the Slotadel directly across the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there is a theater down the street. Any suggestions? Oh, I have pulled out one of the like pamphlets from the like bedside tables on the hotel room, and I'm... St- just gonna point very eagerly. Oh my god, they've got a showing of the Kane Victus musical, guys. <laughs> oh my. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, come on. I'm, I'm sure putting you've got my a foot down. Voice. We are not. Kane. First of all, I am clearly not in it. Second of all, I don't know how they talked me into signing off the rights to a musical because this is ridiculous. Kane, does do you not want to know the uh, your public image? This this one this one believes that understanding your perception of the public is very important. It would be irresponsible for you to not do your due research. I don't know. Although I think it looks the, like there's I think, a trapeze. I think the jellyfish is right. I. A musical of you sounds very flattering. This is Chloe. Okay. okay. It's a musical. <laughs> Who in this party wants to go and see a musical based on my career? Heads up. Chloe, ha- raise your hand. Can I use to raise Kane's hand? <laughs> you can try. I, I am trying. <laughs> Guess please do this check. All right, uh, that's going to be biotics uh, opposed by athletics. I'm starting to think that we should just, like, cancel all of the actual plot in this show and just make it, like, these four losers making fun of each other, the adventure game. I mean, that is basically what's happening. All right, so we're both just making, we're both just doing roles here? Yeah, uh, it's going to be... Two successes, two advantages, one triumph. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, okay. 
Uh, I'm going to write that down. What was that? Two successes, two advantages, one triumph. That's going to be hard to beat, babe. <laughs> All right, Nate, make an athletics check. An athletics check. Okay. I suppose you could also do resilience if you really wanted to. They're the same anyway, so. And what is this against? Uh, just roll it. Normally we do it differently than this, but we'll roll the already simple, so I'm just writing down the numbers. <laughs> I got three successes. Okay. I think two successes and a triumph beats that. Because the triumph triumph is not a success. Okay, so the way that this works is that, Will, you have failed in raising his hand, but you have two advantages and a triumph. So something... Make him slap himself in the face. So something is going to happen, and it's going to be good for you, or whatever. Like, it's going to be something. Can I just have, like, overdone it? Have accidentally lifted just Kane onto the ceiling? (laughs) Sure. So as you try to target his arm, and he's resisting holding it down, you you add your biotic force and just pick him up, and he ends up... Poof, right against the ceiling. Oh, oh my, Kane. This one thought that you asked to raise your hand, and yet you are raising your whole body. You must have really been swayed by its words. Truly, we, for your sake, we need to all see this musical. Immediately. <laughs> musical sounds you good know to what? me. Fine. We'll go to the dumb musical. And then I thunk onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Okay, uh, so you can head outside. I you're just gonna go to the go to the place. Yep, sounds good. All right, it's gonna be a hard sell to get this written off. You guys know that, right? You head outside. You go through the casino, and here you are on one of these streets. But it's not. The, I should point out that the street isn't at ground level. It's kind of a terrace on a building. You're still like. 150 stories up and you walk down the street it's not that far you pass the Slotadel, you pass a burlesque showing you pass a uh, living statue and you reach what is the name of this theater the salty krogan no no that sounds like a bar what if the theater has been dedicated specifically to this musical like it's been created for this purpose oh it's like a starlight express situation you're saying (laughs) if it's a starlight express situation you're saying that all of the actors are wearing rollerblades and i it's it's the crane theater okay excellent the crane theater it's the the craneopolis (laughs) it's the craneopolis you as you're walking in you you see posters of victor crane holding his gun back to back with uh what is the main the main side character of this one i think maybe a krogan just like this big krogan woman Mm -hmm. and they're both wearing roller blades that spark actually they're hover blades they sparkle in the posters and as you walk in there are pictures of birds, cranes specifically, as well as some 
like catwalk crane type things. <laughs> There's a video poster of him like skating to the center of the frame and then a flock of cranes rise up from the background <laughs> yes excellent can it be a trokin male named testy cal <laughs> i hate it but yeah that seems like something that this trash tra- this trashy franchise would do <laughs> you're extremely good at these i hate it <laughs> little else going on in my life your punmanship is excellent yeah uh you walk in and they have multiple showings of this musical going on at any one time i think it opened three days ago and so it's extremely popular or they expect it to be (laughs) previews are really popular yeah at the desk is uh, Turian, uh, dressed in Victor Crane cosplay, but he's clearly just like an intern. <laughs> we would like to see the musical, sir. How does Victor Crane talk in the movies? I imagine he has like the Turian equivalent of a British accent. Okay. So something a little bit higher class. Okay, and I, I higher class, but a little gruff, like a little growly. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Crane Theater. May I take your coats? I need this coat to survive, but thank you. That that is quite fair. I it was mostly the gesture. I'm new to this job. I'm gonna like try to take off my coat but there's like a lot of different holes and tentacles and the process is timely I think we're okay alright please place your omni tools on the scanner do you know who you're talking to uh no madam who am I does this guy not look familiar to you conceptually he he looks you up and down Can, can I talk to you for a second, just in an aside here, okay? Okay, okay. They don't know that I'm real. Oh. This is, like... You know what? Never mind. Okay. It it would look like you're just a... just being dramatic. It, it would appear that you have a rather passable uh, Victor Crane cosplay on. However... He's the head of the fan club. That's what I was talking about. However, it would appear that your cheek scar is on the wrong side. As the president of the fan club, I think I know what I'm doing. Of course, of course, sir. I'll just, I'll just give the side eye. Please place your payment and be right into theater number 4B. And you will find your seats waiting for you. Arcee is going to say in like what's clearly supposed to be like in a whisper, but definitely loud enough so everybody can hear. This one is very apologetic. Um, it is spatial inaccuracies are a point of great shame to have his scar surgically implanted in, de- in dedication for Victor Cr- for the Victor Crane character, only to make such a trivial mistake it is an error that will haunt him to the to the end of his days i hope i i hope you don't mind that i've 
made it canon that you have a scar on your cheek. <laughs> no, I think I I think I've intended that in character creation. I don't know if I ever actually brought it up. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> All right. So so I I oh yeah. Let's just go to the show. You head up the stairs. They the there's like holographic projections of Victor Crane iconic scenes from the movie projected onto the stairs as you head upstairs and you make it to your seats and the show is about to start as the lights go down man i wish the bartender from the drunken hanar could be here oh my god she's here (laughs) (laughs) i wave she's in the box like three three down uh, hold up! Sighs and just puts his head in his hands. <laughs> hold on! Hold on! Hold on! So you're telling me she's a big fan that Tamarin, she's, who is she's on been a saving her whole life. <laughs> okay, this, her life savings have gone to this singular moment. <laughs> okay, but you're spending a story point for this. Oh, fine. <laughs> it's not important. It's just more of a joke. It's fair. But I don't think she's important in any way. She is now. I would oh, absolutely God, no. spend a story point to make this happen. Fine. I don't know if I have any left. Though. I we I think we've only used like one. It resets so every session. So I have one oh, cool, and the then. three of you have a pool. Okay. Okay. Then I'll use mine for the trip. You guys have to do important things. Excellent. Uh, she waves emphatically at, enthusiastically at you. And the show begins. Oh, talk to her after the show. And it is a garish musical in the flavor of cats. They're on hover blades, they're doing half pipes. Um, each character steps out singing their introductory song. I was going to say, is it like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, where it's way more complicated than it needs to be with tons of elaborate physical special effects? Absolutely. Uh, as as much as they're using these hover skates, they're also, they have Kane dive rolling out of a car as it slams into another one. There's this sequence where Victor Crane is singing a ballad about avenging his long-lost love from the previous movie. And as he's dueling this this Elcor, who is moving through the air very gracefully, slowly, but gracefully, (laughs) as they're trading shots, and eventually they end up locking fists as their guns run out of ammo and they're singing right into each other's faces and it turns into this rock ballad and it turns out that they both <laughs> loved this same person and that it was his tw- this Elcor's twin brother who s- was responsible for her death and now they are joined in a common cause with test Tet what what was the name of the yeah testy cal joined in common cause against uh their new foe suggestions i'm dying here i did not plan this (laughs) 
Zira is sobbing a little bit in her helmet, but trying to hide it. Well, they're just making stuff up now. I don't even remember this mission. I mean, you got to appreciate the species blind casting, though. Uh, you don't often see an Elcor playing a Krogan. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the Elcor is an Elcor. There's there's another Krogan. The Elcor is okay, just like an extra love interest type character. Like they 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 had both been in love with Pheromone and or okay. like whatever like the clone from the set that came back in the in a later movie and mm-hmm. throughout the course of this musical victor and this elcor whose name is someone give me a name el fontine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, alright, Mercenary. Victor Crane and Mercenary end up falling in love throughout the course of this musical, and as they finally take down the this villain and ride off into the sunset on their glowing... Tap claw. Tap claws. <laughs> <laughs> you you see them kiss in a very interesting but well practiced Turian Elcor kiss, and the lights go down, and then we have an encore number as the whole cast comes out and just does tap dancing. Some of it's upside down, some of it's sideways. They're all swinging around, and then da da ending chord, and the show is over. Wow, you've been through so much heartbreak. Really just one. Okay, and have, this one is curious. Are your uh, in-the-field investigations always so... Uh, this one did not take you for such a Casanova. Well, you can't believe everything you see, Ozzy. Now, if you're really interested, I could give you a rundown of uh, the actual stories behind a lot of these um, oh, you know, look, movies. Oh, look, Tamarin's coming! Yeah, Tamarin's walking over. <laughs> hey there, I I fancy seeing you here. I I didn't. What did you think of that? It was educational. I thought it was a little bit unapproachable for people who weren't already familiar with the franchise. But you know, that's pretty typical of something like this. Oh, that was definitely unapproachable for everyone. That was glorified fan fiction. Granted, it was entertaining fan fiction, but that was fan fiction. It, 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 this one did find it strange that Victor Crane's grandparents were revealed to be proteins that were <laughs> recovered and biologically engineered from an ancient fossilized <laughs> mosquito. That wasn't even the most disbelievable part. Everyone knows that Victor Crane has a very particular way of rolling out of cars. He does it in like every movie at least once, and they didn't capture that. They they put the scar on the wrong side of his face. That's the thing I noticed. No, it, no, I I think it was right. No, it's 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 on the other side. I'm I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was correct. Just saying. Looks like you've kind of gotten into some stuff. Now that I think about it, you're, I think your scar is on the wrong side. No, no offense. No, it's it's, you, I'm sure you worked worked very hard at sir, getting it's it right. It's definitely on the right side of my of of his face. Um, 
Anyways, crazy seeing you here. I'm sorry that it didn't live up to your expectations. Oh, no. I My expectations were one thing, and true, it didn't live up to them, but it surpassed them tangentially. So, well, I'll yeah, look forward I'll to it. your blog post on it later. Yes, I am very excited. This one was juicy. <laughs> and Tamarin starts I'm to walk away. I'm definitely following Tamarin's Victor Crane blog, and I have been this whole time. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, so that was a two-hour musical production. You've got about four hours left. What do you want to oh, do? Oh, come on. It was at least three hours. Okay. Hamilton is 2.40. Okay, it was three hours. This three-hour musical spectacular-a-thon incorporating... A wide variety of plots and shenanigans. Maybe someday we'll do an actual written Victor Crane musical episode. <laughs> it's hard to do on the spot. Yeah, oh, that's very true. Um, it was directed by John Woo's Head in a Jar. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope the principal who was playing Victor Crane is all right. That looked like a pretty nasty tumble. The understudy, you know, he did all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you want to do? I want to see the show again. No, uh, no. Uh, Please, just no. Okay, <laughs> look, I need to explain to our client why they need to pay for uh, five tickets to the Victor Crane musical already. I'm not gonna ask for ten. <laughs> Six, six, six tickets. What? Sorry, six tickets. Oh wait, where, where are like the other three? The I presume with you. They, they they voted to go see this thing. No, Liam, Chloe, and Dex. Which of them cried the hardest at the sad parts? Liam, definitely. <laughs> it was just so macho. <laughs> I already have to explain to our client why they need to pay for six tickets to the Victor Crane musical. I'm not gonna ask for twelve. I'll talk to Tamarin. Maybe she can uh, help get the load off. She's the actual president of the fan club, after all. Perhaps we could um, find more more tangible uses for your alarmingly bottomless budget that... <laughs> oh, as you, you can see on your FU that you're definitely in the negatives. <laughs> like, this budget is super fake and need i remind you that they didn't actually the the citadel isn't paying for this no what's her face is and she doesn't know that yet (laughs) yeah 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 theoretically we should try to help liam chloe and dex like find some way of surviving after this planet eh yeah does sound Um, responsible I gave them contact info for someone who could find them work earlier. Okay, yeah. If you would like, we can have them go off to try and chase down one of those while you guys do something else, unless you want to go with them. You do remember why you're on this planet in the first place, right? <laughs> yes, I, we, need, we need the information about where Evelyn Briar jumped to through the mass relay. So well, we are going... Or where she is. You don't know that she jumped through or, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Where, just where she went, yeah. basically. For all you know, she could be on Ilium. Though how long that would last, who knows. This one would would look fondly upon uh, 
investigating our original intended purpose of arrival, but now that it is more acquainted with the inherent costs of existence on this uh, accursed planet, it would like to... it is unsure about how it would go about doing so whilst maintaining all of its organs. Do Hannah even have organs? Well, we know they have one. Yeah, great guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while this one is aware that its uh, cranial gases, uh, from what it was told during its less conspicuous travels, can be peddled for a alarmingly high price in the black market. You don't even want to know how expensive quarian organs are, so, you know, but keep on your toes. Perhaps we could find ways to acquire information without it coming to something so unfortunate. I cannot help but notice that uh, this um, budget of yours, Kane, does not seem to be manifesting in our F.U. Okay, look, like I told you guys before, it's not really the Citadel that's paying for things, it's the client. I need to convince them to cover our debts. So let's not get too crazy. The musical was already pushing it. Maybe we should just try to find our information and get going then. Well, you see, the thing is, we need something to exchange for the information. That's how shadow brokers work. We have M&Ms. Somehow I doubt those are going to be valuable enough, but we'll keep that in the back pocket when we negotiate. Oh no, if you keep them in your back pocket, they break. It's way better to keep them in a bag. Your metaphorical back pocket. What What do you want to do? Do we want to find an information broker now, or do we want to wait until we actually have some, like, favors and or money under our belt? We could try and, like, do a favor. Yeah, we could offer, like, a favor and, res- like, give us information and we'll do something for you. Is yeah. there, like, a dark web forum where we could uh, pick up a job or something? <laughs> I mean, probably, but depending on what you want, you can... Craigslist! Do you, do you want to, like, extranet space Google info brokers? This is, like, something that this planet's known for. Most things are legal <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do that. We're doing that. I want to do that. Um, Everything is legal in New Jersey. I, I will use whatever Citadel intelligence credentials I have to run a search on who is reliable okay, and uh, see where they are in the city. Uh, you actually find quite quickly kind of a brokerage, I guess. It's, it's like a firm not far away. It's like only a couple towers. It would take you a very short time to get there where... You know, there's they actually have like a whole floor of brokers that just kind of do that are known to be generally pretty good. Uh, that would definitely be a decent place to start. All right, there's a there's a brokerage nearby. They got some good people there. Uh, Citadel's worked with them before. So here's what I suggest: we head over there, we talk to somebody about getting some work, and then we exchange that work for information. Does that work for everybody? That is what it had in mind. That sounds functional. I think you can take a a pneumatic tube if you would like, or you can do something else, but I think there's a pneumatic tube that'll take you there. 
Sounds good. Tube. All right. Uh, you step into one of these pneumatic tubes nearby and go whisking off through this glass tubey place. On your way, Ozzy, you get a little ping on your Omni tool for oh, a message. Exciting. And you you know who this is from. And basically, it just says, message received, reacquire target location and report. Specialist will be dispatched and on standby. Inquiries are being made. However, you are primary point of contact for target. You will receive further information as it becomes available. None of the other people know this, but for our listeners. All right. Ozzy is going to, like, kind of very covertly look at their Omni-Tool. Probably going to cover, have it, like, vaguely obscured by the other tentacles, and then but not going to say a word. All right. You make it to this firm. You step into the main floor. It's a fairly just kind of office building-y place, and there's a front desk um, with an Asari behind it. Not many people in this lobby area. I'm going to let Kane handle all this. I'm smart enough to be quiet sometimes. Greetings. This one believes you are a uh, information broker? Oh, no, I'm not an information broker. I'm the personal assistant and coordinator of the information brokers of this firm. How may I assist you? We're looking for someone who can help us find the whereabouts of a specific individual. Oh. Uh, we don't have a lot of money on us right now, but we are highly skilled and willing to exchange work for information. Hmm. I also have M&M's. Did we also have a significant amount of M&M's, if that would sweeten the deal? Her eyes kind of sparkle a little bit. Hmm. You know, I might have to think about that. Although, some M&M's might speed this along. <laughs> Zero. I pull out, like, three packs from my backpack, and there's more where that came from. I'm gonna float them towards her in a cool flourish of my biotic prowess. Very generous of you. Thank you. Now, I do see that we've got a few brokers who are available. Uh, I can send you to, let's see, room 31D, I think. You'll meet uh, the dark thread there. And to clarify, was, does this information broker deal in uh, favors or temporary employment? Oh, I'll do. I mean, some also deal in money, but, you know, we everyone's got to li uh, live. Everyone's going to eat. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm sure you'll work it out. Thank you. And with that, uh, I'm going to, let's, let's flip. I'm going to flip to the place, or, well, I'm going to probably follow follow people's lead here, but... I will give a nod to the lady, say thank you, and head to the elevator. Alright. Or whatever conveyance will get us to the right floor. I will toss another bag of M&Ms behind me as we pass her and wink. <laughs> she blushes. <laughs> Alright, you head up... Kane, we have to come back later. <laughs> oh, jeez. You head up to the room that I mentioned. I don't remember the number. And you can see each door. There are a lot of doors and they all have kind of different personalities on them showing through. Like there's one that's kind of got vines. There's one that looks almost frosted over. There's one that looks like a very simple like oak door. You might see to an old library. The one that you come up to 
is covered in occult symbols. Oh, excellent. All right, that's Kinky. the one. This seems fun already. You open the door, you step inside. It's a dark room. And in the center of it is a glowing crystal ball. And from the darkness you hear, Greetings, travelers. I am the Dark Thread. And a Solarian steps out from the darkness, flashing a cape. And what can I help you with? My dear friends, I can help you find things, perhaps power. You want money. I can pluck the, the threads of your longing and put them into the world. They can be yours for a fee, of course. I'm going to just like, just go to float up. Hail and well met, friend. We, we would, are looking to um, locate a uh, certain person of... A person? A person? I have turned off the sound system that like makes my voice easily hearable through my suit and i'm just laughing <laughs> so hard <laughs> like it's it's vaguely audible but not like clear that it's laughter it sounds like maybe i'm having a coughing fit <laughs> look ignore my friends they have some things they're dealing with right now things i can i can help you deal with things it it would be really I, I'm really good at dealing yes. with things. My magics are very powerful. <laughs> this is intended to be a really nerdy voice, but it's not quite working. She's leaning well. up against a wall now for physical support with all of the laughter. <laughs> Could you use your magic and help identify the whereabouts of the individual who has recently gone by the name Jackie Cabbage? Why, yes, perhaps I could do a reading. I found these old earth cards. This, it's a, it's a tarot deck. And you can do any number of things with them. My powers extend far beyond the stars. I take, I take Kane by the shoulder. And I, I look him in the eyes and I say, Okay, the movies really were based on your life. <laughs> <laughs> can I remotely turn the lights on or something you can try like you could try and hack something i guess i will do whatever you need to help us out of this horrible horrible situation i want to try i'm gonna like sigh and pull out my omni tool and i want to try to hack into the electrical system and just turn the fucking lights on <laughs> Okay, I think yeah, you find what what are you doing? Don't 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 focus on your omni tool, focus on me and my cards and he and so you hack you get into the router. I think uh roll average access. Uh one success, two advantages. You're in and you can see uh the light system, it's protected by a firewall one. It's easy. No let let me show you your cards I see in your present. Let me get my tarot button thing right now. Ozzy's into this. <laughs> like, doesn't even know what's going on. Like, it's just like, yes? Well, what does, what do you see for this one? Kane is just like, well, he knows how to deal with information brokers, and this guy must be new. He's really committed to his shtick. 
Um, the world, look at that. It's inverted, but it is the world. You're discontented with your current situation, your life. Uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, one triumph. Okay, that works. You destroy the firewall. There, it's never coming back <laughs> for this room. And you turn on the lights. Wait, wait, no, no, ah, ah, no, the, uh, my magics do not work in the light. And he shrinks back under his cape, and you can see just like junk lying around. There's some. There's like a projector <laughs> that has some, like that was doing some uh, colorful light show things as he's poofing things. There's just like random piles of various occult paraphernalia that most of it probably is totally just knockoff stuff from a convenience store. Zero, like, gets up in his space and is like, we are not here for magic, we are here for information, tell us or I'm gonna shove these M&Ms down your throat. Like, Aussie's gonna look really sad and disillusioned, but like, after like a couple seconds of what, but this it thought it was and then just yes we are here for information not your cool tricks okay 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 uh uh um uh, there's just a little bit of a problem because what uh, okay what 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 is it that you wanted to find sorry please don't hurt me uh, we're not going to hurt you we just want to know the whereabouts of one Jackie Cabbage. Dalso goes by a bunch of different names. If you need those, I can provide them. Uh, uh sure. Let, let Evelyn Breyer. Let me just uh go look at the s- system. He walks over to a computer <laughs> and does some tapping. Rose Thornwood. Um, does Lily some... Pointer. <laughs> he taps some stuff into the computer. Huh. Are you are you sure those are the names? Yep, those are the names. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm more of a spiritual guidance and lost cats kind of person. Um sorry, I don't think I can help you. But 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 uh if if you want, I could reference you to someone who might. That would be great, thank you. We'd really appreciate that. Ozzy just looks so sad. You broke our friend's heart, you (laughs) cruel, cruel monster. No, you broke your friend's heart. You turned on the lights. Uh, No, (laughs) sorry, sorry. Ozzy, I'm sure we can find somewhere in this city to get you a tarot reading, okay? It hates this planet. It hates this planet so much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, just go down the hall. I, I pat him on the shoulder. <laughs> Whatever that might look like on a Hanar. He points, just go down the hall. Uh, you can find a, kind of a big room off on the left. It's I think it's room 43. Um, you'll find the auctioneer there. Uh, he might be able to help you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Kane's just gonna leave. Okay. I throw the M and M's that I was threatening with on the table as payment. <laughs> he looks at them sadly. I can't eat these. <laughs> 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 oh. 
This poor guy. (laughs) Why is that the funniest thing that's happened all show? Uh, you head on down and you find, you pass more doors and on where this room is, you see kind of a light wood door with some burn markings on it. You've got the auctioneer kind of burned into the wood. There is a horseshoe nailed into it and a cowboy hat on top of it. I look longingly at the cowboy hat. <laughs> you open the door and immediately you are struck by the sound coming out of it. Can I get 550? 550? Anybody bidding 550? 560? I see 560 from the lady in the blue sweater. 570 from the man in the hat. Man in the hat. I've got 570 bidding once on this this lovely poster on the <laughs> poster. Lovely poster. 550? 570? 570? I see 580. 590 going, going twice. Sold to the woman in the blue sweater. Please take your winnings and go. This is an auction. You have walked into an auction, an actual auction. There is a human man with like full cowboy getup doing the auctioneer thing into a microphone, selling. Nobody move. Nobody sneeze. Don't even breathe. (laughs) Ozzy, he's not kidding. There's a whole audience in here. (laughs) Do you want to proceed? Slowly. Find a seat. God, we need a rogue. Why is none of us a rogue? Uh, Just slip into the nearest seat very cautiously without raising a single limb. (laughs) Ozzy, we might need to, like, tie some of your arms together for safety. (laughs) You're a serious risk in this situation. Does it have to? It heard that auctioneers can only see movement. Perhaps if it stands very, very still. <laughs> Hold your own hands, okay? Who's next? What are we bidding on next? Two, we've got someone on the list. We've got Gregory Bucket wondering if his wife is cheating on him. Uh, let's start the bidding at 100 credits. <laughs> Wait, how does this <laughs> <Okay>. work? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm getting the sense that there is a system that you can put your request in. But then but then d- d- does a random person just get your secret if they outbid you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to proceed with this uh, with the auctioneer? <laughs> I don't think good cop bad cop's going to work this time, Victor. 120. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 120, 120. We've got 120 I mean, from the fish in the corner. Anyone next? Uh, 130, 130 from the from lady in the Ozzie? blue sweater. Damn it, Ozzy. You don't know this guy. <laughs> 135 from Bu- Mr. Bucket himself. 135, 135. Can I get 136? <laughs> and it keeps going like this. Here's what I am surmising. If we put in a request, even if we don't win the auction... We can still negotiate with the person who bought the information. So I think we still have an out, even if we don't win this. I don't think my M&Ms will help this time. (laughs) They didn't really help last time either. Just hang on to them. Uh, So where can I put in a request for this auction? I think, yeah, so there's a table off to the left where... It's almost like a bidding table, but they 
seem to be where they're taking requests. Okay, I will walk over to the table slowly, and I will put in a request for the current whereabouts of Evelyn Breyer, a.k.a. Jackie Cabbage, and I will slip that into the request box. Okay, uh, the teller type of person says, and your submission fee? I think I think they say this just before as you're putting it in. Uh, I guess M&M's probably won't cover it, huh? Eh, that'll do. I give them a bag of M&M's. <laughs> I'm sorry to worry M&M's have cocaine on in them at this planet. We just weren't aware of that. All right. Uh, yeah, please check back in the next... Uh, let's see. She looks over at a list on the side. Uh, yeah, you can come back in like couple days we'll be able to bid on that is there any way to get this through faster um you've come to the auctioneer this is what 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 do you what exactly kind of request are you trying to make uh, we're just trying to find somebody yeah i mean not in a creepy way we're, we're good at that i mean but i don't know he mostly sells in rumors and gossip and also priceless art and not priceless art. There was some. There was this really garish and poor quality pile of sticks that someone decided to call a wood carving the other day. But I've seen great wood carvings here. That was not one of them. Well, we were referred here by somebody. Is there somebody else we could go to for more immediate help, or is waiting our only option? Uh. Well, who referred you, by the way? Uh, the occult guy down the hall. Uh, that guy sucks. He does. Not that I would tell that to his face or any of the other people working here. I'm just, you know, I I just work here. But, uh, I mean, if you want to find someone really well, you could go to the Ponderer, but it, it's not exactly a fast timetable. Like, how... How sensitive information are you trying to find? Uh, let's just say the person I'm looking for is very good at not being found. Uh, okay. Well, other than the Ponderer, that's, you're not going to really find anyone at this firm. We're, we're kind of a firm where we do things publicly. If you really want someone other than the ponderer who i think can actually help you you're more likely to be found than do any finding and the kind of people who find you have to take an interest in you um i don't what? know how else Can't to help we you go to this ponderer person it, you you can you can yeah you you can um Go up one level and room uh, 360A. Okay. I'll I'll still put the request in as a backup. And then I will return to the others and whisper, We got another lead. Let's head out of here before we accidentally, like, I don't know, buy a fucking Prothean beacon or whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> Roll stealth. All of you on your way out. God, what even is my stealth? I don't think it's very good. Oh, okay, two two greens. That's not ideal. Is this a hard check? Red and two purples. No, two reds and a purple. God damn it. What failure, one despair. <laughs> a wash. If we're automatically charged for something expensive, I am definitely stealing that cowboy hat on the way out. Can I have it? It will probably get automatically charged for the cost of the hat, too. One failure, one threat. Oh, no. Uh... As you try to sneak out of the auctioneer's room, the auctioneer's chattering away. 550, 560 to the beautiful jellyfish in the corner, floating away. 570, 570 to the quarry, and 5, 580 to the jellyfish. 590, 5, 590 is going once. I see you're on your way out. 590 going twice. Sold to the jellyfish with the dapper suit. You have won this lovely rumor about Mr. Bucket's cheating wife. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just just hang on to it. Maybe we can sell it back to the dude later. But I don't... I, this one does not have that kind of money. <laughs> I see you are very busy. We will find you later. Goodbye. And enjoy. It'll get taken off the app. We'll sell the info back to the dude later. He's probably desperate if he came here. This one is going to leave now. Let's just go. <laughs> this Excellent. one is like really. Ozzy just doesn't know what just happened. He just wanted. To, he just wanted. He just wanted to be a part of it. And he, how did it end up like this? <laughs> you went to an auction. <laughs> Can I find Greg Bucket's information? Yeah, there's a list on the way out. His contact info. Okay, I'll I'll take down his contact info and like send him an an email that vaguely implies that we have the information about his wife and are willing to sell it to him and I'll send that off. <laughs> okay. And we head up to the ponderer's room. You walk in, and it's very sparse, it's very clean, very professional. Sitting behind a desk is an Elcor. Professionally, greetings. How may I assist you? Okay, now this is more my speed. Hello. We are looking for information about the whereabouts of an individual. Sadly... A missing person's case. I'm very sorry to hear about your loss. Be just a moment. It, this one is not so sure if it is a missing person's case. If the missing person perhaps does not want to be found and has something that belongs to us. That will be slightly more difficult but I can have my agents on it soon. As they turn to a computer and start typing into it slowly. Tick, tick, tick. It's like that scene in Zootopia where, where they're at the DMV. <laughs> as long as it um, has your generous ear, um, it would like to um, clarify that... 
It is a little short on funds and wonders if perhaps it could exchange some temporary employment for any potential information you may find. Or M&M's. We have those too. We also have yes, M&M's. Yes, we do have M&M's. I've actually started sitting on the floor. I'm just done. <laughs> done for the day. <laughs> M&M's can help move your priority up. However, the pricing of this inquiry will be dependent on the difficulty of finding the person in question. What is their name? And at this point, Darcy's just going to uh, turn, like, and uh, you are sure that it would not help our new acquaintance to know this character's actual name as opposed to her many, many pseudonyms? Look, I don't even know if the name that I have is her actual name. So I'm just going to give you all of the aliases I know, and that'll give you some places to go from, all right? Okay. Name one. Evelyn Breyer. Evelyn Breyer. Name two. I turn off the light in my helmet and take a nap. Jacqueline Cabbage. <laughs> and this goes on for a bit. You go like 20 minutes of naming, listing names, the this Elcor, the Ponderer, typing things in. Will that be all? Yeah, I think that's all of them. <laughs> Thank you. We will contact you in the next 10 to 35 business days. Please be ready to receive our call. <laughs> I... Okay, Ozzy right. is just going to excuse this one one moment. Okay. It is go- it, it, they are just going to float gently out of this room and then just make whatever whatever the Hatter is closest equivalent to just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this wakes Zira up. What, okay. what, what did I miss? Not much. Come with me. Let's, we go out into the hallway. Okay, so. <laughs> here's the deal. This place is pretty low grade, which I should have seen coming from the reception desk. Hey, she seemed nice. She's lovely, but we need someone who can get us the info faster and honestly, more accurately, because I'm not expecting much from these guys. But here's the problem. The higher-end information brokers, they gotta find you. So, I say we find some mercenary work to do, get our names on the map, and then maybe we can put out some feelers and somebody will come and offer us a deal. Anything would be better than what this one has just experienced in the last hour. <laughs> I think it's been a bit longer than that. Just kind of overall, the whole visit has been a while, but uh, you're you're getting close to the time for your meeting. It has had its heart broken, its uh, expectations shattered, and put even further in crippling debt. <laughs> this one doesn't like this place. 
Have I gotten any replies from Greg yet? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, Greg is let you get this desperate message from Greg Bucket about please. I just need to n- know the truth. Um, when can I meet you? That kind of thing. I'll be waiting for you near the front desk. Uh, I guess I'll reply like we'll meet him on the way out, and I'll say like. Can you do 600? Because then we'll make like a tiny bit of profit off of it. You get to the front desk and he's like, the highest I can go is 520. I'm sorry. This was all I had without, you know. You know what? It's okay. It was a mistake. We didn't actually mean to bid on it. Wait, wait. Do you have any snack food? That's a very good question, actually. Thank you, Zira. Do you have any snack food? Uh, uh... I have, he looks, he rummages in his pockets. He he pulls out a space Kit Kat bar and he looks at it longingly. We'll take 520 and the chocolate. <sighs> okay. You know, if you gave this to your wife, she might not be cheating on you. <laughs> and we will give him the unopened file with the information. And he hands it to you. Thank you. And he kind of skedaddles out. All right. Uh, pres- the Asari at the desk. How'd it go? Uh, well, we appreciate the help. We're going to take our business somewhere else, though. Oh, okay. Did you did you meet the Ponderer? I, he is guaranteed, if slow. Yes, we did talk to the Ponderer. Unfortunately, we are on a tighter time frame than... We have t- available for his uh, presumably very good work. I see. Well, very sorry that we couldn't be of better service to you. I hope you have the re- good rest of your day. Well, thank you very much. And then we leave to go to the meeting, I guess. <laughs> okay. We can cut away over to the three of you arriving at uh, the gold tower and you are greeted by a security team this place looks expensive extremely (laughs) there's like gold inlay on the walls zero doesn't touch anything all right same rules as the auction house nobody touch anything Try to move as little as possible. What was that? I really feel like I should have cleaned my suit off before we came here. Hello, honored guests or whatever. I need you all to surrender any weapons you have. This is a private gathering. You're only here because you have connections with people who have connections. So don't touch anything. Don't get any dirt on anything. Actually, Glaggle, please get this quarian cleaned off. You, this is a Nasari security officer, and the person she talked to was a Vorcha security guard. And they step up with like a what looks like a scanner thing, and they buzz it over you and around you, your suit, and the dirt vanishes. It's vaporized. Oh no! I got one of my stickers. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> I'm sure Thralia can reimburse you for your sticker. Thank you. All right, weapons, everyone, hand them out. 
I'm trying to decide if it's worth attempting to like hide my pistol. Come on, don't have all day. I'm going to wave you down with this thing. She's holding a wand for weapon scans. Sometimes it's a good day to be an unarmed Hanar that is 100% harmless. <laughs> okay, I will surrender my pistol, but I am not going to make any mention of the rest of my gear, which includes, like, some Videla set and a spare thermal clip. Hmm, okay. That may be less appreciated, but they're not really weapons. My weapon is technically a, like, toolkit gun, so I don't think I'm gonna even consider it as, like, a thing I have to declare, because... Yeah, that's fair. Um, so they take what they're handed to and wave you down. Uh, Kane, they get a little beep, and, um, they pat you down and find the thermal clip. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I'll hand it over. They wave down Ozzy, and they get a weird reading. Um, your fluorescentness uh what do you have under your hat an actua biotic to bot biotic amp to uh assist me with him um, with personal tasks that would otherwise be difficult for my um lack of physical strength to carry out in my day-to-day endeavors hmm he works at a lot of dig sites we have to keep an eye on you but We'll let you keep it. And they wave you down, Zira, and they get a beep. And what what have you got? Hand it over. My toolkit? They pat you down, kind of pull it out, and they look at it. Huh, interesting. This is classified as a weapon, but I can see why you might not think of it as one. All right, put it in the, the rest of the pile. Oh, sorry. I usually only fight my own ship with that. All right, move on through. Gargle, go with them. Um, And so you head up out into an area where there's a crowd and a stage set up. You are led kind of off to the side of the stage. Um, You're near the front, but and kind of off stage, but you're kind of, you're in a special spot. And there's a sheet covering some kind of object in the middle of the stage. The lights, there's a bunch of fireworks as the show kind of starts. Oh man, I thought we were only going to see one show today. Walking out onto the stage is an Asari with kind of flecks of green. She's, she's mostly blue, but she's got flecks of green in her skin. She's wearing a bright folded over suit coat, Bright yellow, orange, uh, with a big poofy tail coat thing. She's got this kind of techie tiara-looking thing on, as well as a microphone on her cheek. She reaches center stage. Welcome, my good friends, rivals, associates, and fans. I need no introduction, but I'll introduce myself anyway. Thralia Aureus, philanthropist entrepreneur, tech giant, voice actress, and, hmm, oh, how could I forget, leader of public safety. Zero's like fanning herself. You, my special guests, are gathered here today to witness the unveiling of Gilded Starling Entertainment's newest, brightest, most daring and exciting product. Oh, you can hardly wait. I present 
the depths. And as she steps to the side, a pod is revealed in the middle of the stage as a blanket is pulled off of it. It's rotating, there's lights, there's music. The depths are the latest in virtual reality, the next step into cyberspace itself. But what makes it so special, you ask? We already have a virtual reality, the boring critics cry. Well, step into the depths and find out. Our technicians have prepared a brief demonstration. May I have a volunteer? It is compatible with any species. Anyone? Zero raises her head. So does Victor, or so does uh, Kane. Alcy is raising their head. <laughs> well, have, like three extra tentacles. Along with there. like a whole bunch of other hands go up around you. I'm a hacker, I'm way into VR. You, you in the suit, the Quarian, you look like you're, you might have an interest in this, as does everyone else here. Come up, come up on stage. She, like, skittily, like, runs to it and, like, starts immediately examining the machinery out of curiosity. Yes, it is beautiful on the outside, but it is even more exquisite on the inside. Please step into the pod. Yes, she does. She's... Steps into the pod. Uh, You get into the pod and it closes around you. There's no uh, kind of, it's just a pod. Like there's nice cushions and uh, it doesn't seem like anything else in here. Can I throw a like check, like a physical science engineering check on that? What am I rolling? Um, I think daunting, four purples. One success, four threats. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Okay. You are able to pick out a few things. You're able to recognize that this is, for one thing, like nothing you've ever seen. This is new tech. But you can see these little kind of uh, circles laid out around the pod that you recognize as being sensors and mass effect generators um threats well one of the threats is you're locked inside (laughs) i guess which is kind of to be expected i'm also separated from my party yeah um i'm not sure what else i think i think we can get to that in a moment okay thank Thank you thank you uh lovely volunteer now Using the most advanced neurosymbiosis technology, the Depths offers the most immersive experience to date. In fact, the Depths require no physical inputs, outputs, or throughputs. (laughs) With a rapid scan of your gooey gray matter, coupled with highly controlled low-level mass effect stimulation, the Depths let you dive off the deep end directly into the ether. And as she's saying this, you can hear the machine start to hum and um, you can kind of see some of the blue mass effect energy um, surrounding you. And then your perception folds in on itself. And as it unfolds, you find yourself in water. It's, it's comfortable. You can breathe. You are below the surface looking up at the shining surface and you're speeding towards it. Now on the hollow screen behind me, you, the audience, will see what our precious volunteer sees. Of course, what you see is only visual. 
the depths provide a full sensory experience. And as you break the surface, you find yourself in her shoes. It's like you're experiencing what she is saying from her perspective. With the depths, you can see what it's like to walk in my shoes, with my voice, my raw charisma. Truly a thrilling experience, but perhaps something more soothing. How does Zira feel about being in her shoes? I think it's probably very exciting for her to experience like some semblance of the world outside of her suit because that's not something she gets to do very often. Oh, you can feel the breeze on your skin, something that you've never felt. I think she's like pretty genuinely overwhelmed by how cool this is. Although maybe a little bit nauseous because of all of the (laughs) M&Ms. Fair. But perhaps something more soothing and the water flows up back over your face and you plunge back into the surface and then you come back up and you're in a garden surrounded by bird calls and the smell of wildflowers and another breeze. The depths can be therapeutic. Calm those nerves and drive out your depression with the sweet songs of nature. Or enjoy a personalized VI counselor tailored to your personal needs. And a VI, Aquarian VI appears in front of you and kind of waves at you. And then the water fills up over you again. Or perhaps you'd like to try something a little more dangerous. When you resurface this time, you are... You can tell you're in the body of a Turian holding a gun. There are gun, there's gunfire surrounding you. And everyone recognizes this as an iconic Victor Crane movie, an action sequence. Hell yeah! Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Experience your favorite games and holovids through your most cherished characters. Be the hero you always dreamed of being. Even in the boardroom, suddenly there's a rapid shift through the water and you're in a boardroom uh, surrounded by a bunch of like suited execs. That's right. The depths can be connected to the extranet or even with special add-ons, of course, directly connected to other pods, no matter the distance. Stay connected to your workplace and spend time with your loved ones. Kane, you get a ping on your Omnitool of a message. I look at the message. You can see that there are emojis again, uh, but she continues talking. The depths can be even be used as an educational tool from rapidly mastering advanced calculus to complete societal reform and reintegration. The depths do it all. It is truly the cutting edge. I know Kung Fu. (laughs) That was exactly the reference I was going for. I think you say that because uh, it fe- even if you haven't seen the movie, it gets fed into your mind. I almost oh. said it in the speech. I'm so glad you did it instead. <laughs> but in the emojis, there are three things. What is very clearly a sniper rifle, and then a blue stick figure, and then an egg. And now the project we have kept so secret has been finally unveiled. Uh, I frantically look around at the high, like, boxes in the back of the room and see if I can't pinpoint anything suspicious. Another message pops up on your Omnitool, uh, with the same, like, the same things, but, like, a bunch of exclamation points 
and there's actually an arrow that points directly at her, at Thralia. Um, how far am I from the stage? Can I rush the stage? You can rush the stage, but it'll be close. I'm, I'm going to rush the stage. I'm going to try and push her out of the way. Can I see what he's doing and try to, like, put my biotics that I was allowed to keep into it to, like, give him a little speed boost or throw him violently at her? Sure. You... Yeet! Yeet him! Yeet me. Yeah, uh, go ahead, both of you, roll... <laughs> roll a yeet check! <laughs> roll athletics. Actually, no, uh, just... Yeah, go ahead and do this narratively. Um, you can yeet Kane. Do you, does Kane actually mention it to Ozzy? I mean, I can toss, like, a she's in danger out as I run towards the stage. Okay. Laugh with excitement, cry with envy. Be one of the first to experience the depths. Take a swim in the future, for the future is in our hands. And at that moment, you dive for her and grab her just at, and pushing her out of the way as a whizzing bolt of blue goes right down where her head would have been. And you land on top of her. Um, there are some sh- screams from the audience and uh, the security team begin to run up there. Am I still in the Cain Victus pod? The the depths have put you back into the water and now you, your experience is coming back back to your body. She's lying on the on the ground underneath you, Kane, and she says, "Well, this puts us in quite the pickle, doesn't it?" And that's where we're going to end the session. Oh, nice. All right. So I think good. this is an entirely <laughs> unintentional side effect here. There is no way Zira's not going to feel like she needs to bring this back to her people. <laughs> God. I need the fucking pod. I have plans. I need the goddamn pod. <laughs> For announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod. Kane Victus was played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. That's B-E-R-T-N-E-R-D-T-R-A-M. Zeratum Narnovum was played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix. K-E-N-Z-I-E Phoenix. Both can also be found on their podcast, Rainbow Connection, and with me on their other podcast, Video Game, The Movie, The Podcast. Ozai Leander is played by Will Leet. I'm Alex Conwell, your host, game master, producer, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex, or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. I also wrote and performed the original music featured in this production. If you want to support the podcast, please consider becoming a patron on our Patreon Diceweave podcast. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. That's Healy as H E A L Y. The role playing system used for these episodes is Genesis, which was created by a very talented team of designers formerly working at Fantasy Flight Games. The Mass Effect universe was developed by BioWare and owned by Electronic Arts. The Genesis adaptation of Mass Effect used in this production was designed by Blue Sunrise with feedback from the Genesis homebrew community. 